when we're talking about some of these differences between spirit guides and our angelic beings. The angelic beings would be at CEO level and that the spirit guides would be at our direct management level, helping to make things happen for that direct realization. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast where we talk about how to integrate spiritual living and spiritual topics and intuitive living into real life, modern world. How do we apply these principles and live to our highest alignment, choosing only the things that light us up inside and support our bigger, greater evolution? My name is Christina Wooten. I'm a certified psychic medium, and I'm here with Robert Wooten, who's a certified Reiki master teacher. Well, hello there. And our energy expert. I'm excited to talk about our topic today and highlight something that can be a little bit confusing for others. So we're going to be talking about the difference between spirit guides and angels, angelic beings. So if you have had some confusion about what do they actually do? What are their purposes? How how are they different? Are they working together? What does this look like? We want to dive into that today and create some clarity for you, demystify what's happening there on the other side so you understand the different levels and layers of support that you have around you and available to you at all times. And I know I get asked a lot about the differences between spirit guides and angels. So I'm glad to have this podcast as a means to just answer those questions. I think that angels is a topic in the new age community and the spiritual community that doesn't always come with a lot of background, doesn't always come with a lot of explanation. There's a bit of an assumption that you're going to know what everybody's talking about with the angels, but there's a lot to unpack. Actually, it goes so many different layers of confusion, because even if you look at, say, something like art, how angels are depicted in some places as being male or female, and it's depicted in other places as being entirely male, and in other places entirely female. And always white, mind you. That's true. How often do you see an image of an angelic being that has brown skin, that has black skin, that has Asian skin? So, so rarely. And part of that is, you know, the art from the time heavily <laughs> influenced by white men. Well, European painters. Exactly. Right, exactly. But I have said this before on social media, and I'm going to say it again in this podcast. The angelic beings in their pure forms don't have a specific gender. They don't have a specific race. Now, they choose the form that's most appropriate to come to 
us humans with, to connect with us, and even to have a presence at times on the physical world. So there's a lens that they use, which happens to have a body at times happens, but it's changeable, it's shiftable, depending on who that angelic being is connecting with. They are what they need to be and what they need to appear as. So for the purposes of comparing and contrasting, let's first talk about our spirit guides. And if you're interested in the spirit guides, we just did a podcast number 74, where we talked about the top five questions we get about spirit guides, including can your loved ones be a spirit guide? So I get that one a lot. If you're interested in diving deeper into the spirit guides, I suggest that you check out that one. And we've got a few others I think you would be interested in. But in general, your spirit guides are those that when you came into this physical body, into this incarnation, they're the beings of unconditional love. They are the beings who are supporting and guiding you on your life path, on your purpose, in this journey, so that you're accomplishing the things that you need to accomplish on the soul level that you chose before you came into this incarnation. They're helping guide you with revelations, with insights, with development of new consciousness and practicing something different than what you've done in the past. They're helping you to grow, to evolve, to create an experience where you're fully expressing your heart in every way possible, in your career, in your family, how you show up for other people, how you show up for yourself. They're helping to guide and support you to take those opportunities that are pushing you and forcing you to grow, forcing you to go out on trust. So your spirit guides are ultimately helping in a very concrete, in a daily way to guide you, support you, and protect you in this life journey. And they're individually assigned to you. So their only focus is you. So they're not working on your husband and your husband's <laughs> purpose. They're not working with the kids. Now they can work together with the guides of your spouse or your children or other people I've seen spirit guides who are trying to resolve a dispute, <laughs> you know, between two different parties and they're trying to work on, you know, what would be a good solution or what might be a new way for that contract to play out. So your guides can interact, but they're not taking ownership or, you know, holding that same active role for another person. They're fully with you. In a general sense, your spirit guides are more personally aligned and assigned, if we want to use that word, to your journey, your mm -hmm. progression, your growth. Right. Whereas angels and angelic beings are a, have a bigger picture perspective. Well, let's introduce the angelic beings. So we know that the guides are very individualized to working with you, to understanding your journey, your path, your, your triggers, the places where you're growing. The angelic beings have a very different role in the universal plan, in the divine plan. And their primary goal is to implement and support the implementation of the divine plan. So it's not about just an individual role that one person has. It's about the big picture. And there's many different layers to the angelic realm where they play different roles. So it would be like if you're going to a company a company has different departments 
and different specialists who work in different areas. And they all hold a really important role for that company to function, for it to work. And angelic beings are a lot like that, depending on what their purpose is or what area of the plan that they are implementing they're in a specific department. That doesn't make them better. That's something we do as humans, isn't it? We like to be able to see this version of hierarchy. I know you hate that word. I hate it. We have, as humans, tried to make it relatable to how we look at things. And we would say that the CEO who's in charge of the whole company would be equivalent to, say, an archangel. And yet the person down in the mail room would be like your uh, lower level angel, maybe he's a beginner and he's just learning his earning his wings and trying to do his thing. But that's not how it really works, though, is it? My insides are just cringing right now. As Robert pointed out, I can't stand comparisons to higher because everything has its own sacred role. When we're looking at things holistically, everything has an important place that the male person angel <laughs> is just as important for the CEO to be able to do their job, they have to have this in place. And so when we're looking at things holistically and not dualistically, there is a, a deeper respect and an understanding that it's not about, oh, this angel's earned this and gets to go up here. No, it's that this is the appropriate, the best expression of this consciousness for this area, and it's perfectly in alignment and all is equal. In the same way that my soul is equal to anyone anywhere else in the world, you just pick them out, equal. They're not better, I'm not better. All of us are on our same journey, and we have an important role to play in the grand scheme, the grand plan of things, which we call soul purpose. I like the word you use there holistically, because if you're going to apply the concept of the holistic plan, then instead of looking at it as the CEO, you would say, maybe uh, use it from your own body and say your liver. Is your mm -hmm. liver more important than your right. heart? Is your spleen less important than your lungs? Mm -hmm. And it's not. None of them can function without the others. And while we like to think the brain has this massive amount of importance and the heart has this massive amount of importance, none of them can function mm -hmm. if they're not all doing their jobs and functioning at, at the highest level they can. And I think that that's more of an energetic, holistic viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And I would think that the angelic realm is designed in the same way. There's a lot of popularization of the archangels and more of a let's say brand awareness of the archangels. And because the angels are responsible for allowing the divine plan to unfold, that has an intersection at times with not just things that are happening globally, but things that happen in individuals' lives. One thing that is pretty different about how angels can interact and spirit guides can interact is that there are times where an angelic being can manifest into a human appearing form. There are reports and times where this has been experienced, where something occurs and a person seemingly just comes out of nowhere, offers help and support to change the energy of the situation, and then just evaporates or is gone and nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found. And again, this doesn't happen very often, but it does where there's an intervention. Our spirit guides can't do that. So they're not taking 
that level is physical form. They're working with us, hopefully in a conscious, communicative sort of way, so that we are using our free will to make decisions about what direction we want to go, how abundant we want to be, how in alignment we want to be in a higher level, but we have a a level of choice in how we interact in that. With the angelic realm, they have more license to alter in that kind of way. So they're looking at opportunities where they need to take form if they need to help further a part of the plan forward. I see angels in readings around people and have shared those messages. I have had different levels of interactions and healing. I love working with Archangel Michael in particular. I've worked with other archangels that we've talked about before. I think there's a podcast we did on archangels to boost your career. So I definitely have worked with the angelic realms in a very conscious way. So I had an experience with an angelic being that I want to describe because it highlights a very specific difference between the angelic beings and our spirit guides. I was driving during a really bad snowstorm. Uh, Symbolically, it was on December 31st, a few years ago. And I was slipping and sliding just all over. It was everything. The storm had started much earlier than it was supposed to. Everything was coming down like crazy. And I was quite a ways from home. Normally, I would never drive in something like this. So it really caught me off guard. So I'm just driving with, you know, praying and asking for extra support and taking those deep breaths and just trusting in the process. And as I'm driving down this particularly slick area, I suddenly had this profound feeling of peacefulness and calm. And I could feel this angelic being in the car in the passenger side next to me and just this emanating nothing but just peace and acceptance. And I felt completely beautifully calm on the inside and loved. It was a really beautiful, profound uh, memory that I have. And right maybe um, two or three minutes after that, my car started sliding right over an embankment. So it's spinning and sliding and going towards the curb. And I'm suddenly heard this echoing. And it's exactly what people describe of like, I heard these words like turn into it very, very strong in my head and clearly. And it's like nothing else existed but those words. So I did, I turned into it. And I, I slid so that one tire was just barely clinging on to this long edge below. And I, I was even so nervous to get out because I thought if I move at all, this car is going to flip over down the side of this canyon. But I remember in that moment of it happening that I just had this strong sense of just complete peace and surrender. That was like, okay, whatever happens is fine. And I felt okay. I felt safe. I felt loved. I felt protected. But I described that because the angel that was with me that day, I could feel their peace emanating so strongly that it emotionally influenced how I felt. 
And our spirit guides aren't able to influence our feelings directly like that. But angelic beings can. Generally, we hear it as coming through that wash of incredible peace and love and feeling of surrender and also that clarity that happens when it's most needed. The words that I've heard is uh, you are in the presence. You can feel their presence mm-hmm. of being connected so closely to the divine energy that they are a very obviously still very much of that mm-hmm. same energy flow. I would say that what's interesting about angels is that because they are so close to the divine and implementation of the divine plan and completely without ego, there's a purity that comes with that energy without a real personalization. There are characteristics that I would say are connected with certain archangels, but I would never say that the angelic beings in and of themselves carry a huge amount of personality because personality in and of itself is, you know, egoic. So I think that's a distinction between the angels. Now, spirit guides, they have to be a little bit closer to us in order to guide us properly. They have to have a certain element of understanding of our human experience so that they can be sympathetic and support our process and relate to us. So they're designed in such a way to be able to have experienced what it is that we've experienced. They've grown through the whole process and they're have become masters of that consciousness, and then they in turn are guiding us. But their experience really helps us a lot, and their ability to guide us in a more personalized way based on our personality and what it is that we need makes them really effective teachers. But again, a little bit different here as we compare the two side by side. It is mind-boggling in a way from our human perspective to be able to think about how complicated and complex we would see. If we could see the plan, even our own plan, if we could see it and see how it intermingles Mm -hmm. with the other plants, other people and other beings. Imagine sometimes this communication that would happen between, say, your primary guide and an archangel if you were working towards a direction that was instrumental as part of the divine plan. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have this big role that you have set yourself up for, for part of this experience that you need to have. And then this archangel has to look at it as a, like, how is that going to fit into the whole, into the bigger picture? And then you're moved in that direction. Yeah. What's interesting is with angelic beings, it's not like there's a thought process. There's just an automatic, Mm -hmm. this is needed, it automatically happens. They have different roles, but those roles do connect with one another at times. One example would be in times of tragedy. I remember at 9-11 that there were angelic beings who were helping and assisting those that were transitioning as well. So it was a, a real process. Anytime, you know, there's a mass tragedy, the angelic beings are always there helping and supporting that entire process. I think that we're just in an immediate application with working with the angelic beings is emotional. Actually, our emotions can guide us. It can bring us to healing. It can help us to understand 
the things that are working for us and the things where we need to continue to grow and the things that are not working for us. So our emotions have a real purpose. But the angelic beings can help us to find peace and find calmness when we really need to. They can help to influence our emotional state. I think that they're very active when there's something significant. So there's people who can respond to trauma, you know, really quickly, really clearly and know what to do. What you just said earlier about how the presence of the angelic beings is very much an energy and they, their thought process probably, if we can call it a thought process, is very energetic. It is an energetic response so that they are moving in along the lines of the energy path as things move through. And so it makes sense that our emotions are very much an energetic part of our system. When we are having an emotion, it's not a thought necessarily. It is a energy response. Maybe it's coming from one of our chakras. Maybe it's coming from some influence from outside of us that is um, energizing us. But it's, it's an energy. And so I think that that's probably why the angelic beings have the ability to influence that so much is because they are energetic beings and they are working in terms of energy. Mm-hmm. Right. So to summarize, when we talk about some of these differences between spirit guides and our angelic beings, I would say that if we go back to that business analogy, that the angelic beings would be at CEO level and that the spirit guides would be at our direct management level, helping to make things happen, helping for obstacles to be opened, helping for that direct realization, whereas CEO is more big picture, overhead, here's a little nugget of wisdom, but you've got to figure it out, you've got to kind of do the work to integrate it, and your spirit guides can help you integrate that wisdom. So that's really where they shine is bringing it down into an applicable place so that you understand what's your next step? What are you supposed to do? How can you find greater joy here? How can you create new opportunities when you're tired of the same old stuff? Or maybe you're feeling really unappreciated? How do you break that pattern where you're experiencing this same energy over and over again. That is really where your spirit guides shine because they can give you that very direct information and support you and not just giving it to you, but helping you make those decisions and have the revelations that you need to act on them. We can have information all day long, but if we're not sure what to do with it or we've still got blockages inside, boy, we're going to really struggle with it. And our guides know that. They kind of are seeing step by step by step. So the angelic CEO level is more broad brushing. You know, what information do you need to help you to move forward and be in alignment with what this unveiling uh, and when we think about the divine plan, let's just talk about unfoldment, this divine unfoldment that is happening in our life. So it is going to give you the next nugget, the next right step in order for you to be in alignment for the unfoldment. 
I hope that this episode has just helped you have a little bit more clarity about the different roles of your spirit guides and your angels and how this all fits together and works together in the bigger picture. Ultimately, you have such a big, beautiful, loving, supportive team on the other side that's there to help you and guide you in this pretty profound incredible undertaking that you've decided to do, which is incarnate in a physical body, have these experiences, engage in complex soul contracts, and grow. That is a huge devotion to evolution and growth. And I want you to know that you are completely supported in this process by the many different beings on the other side who are helping you always to get to that next level and I promise you may be over there thinking like I think my spirit guides are rolling their eyes at me (laughs) sometimes and they're they're really not they're really not they're always asking themselves how they can help you more so if you're struggling if you haven't gotten that consciousness quite yet if you are still manifesting that thing that you are just so over and you've been trying things and just not sure what to do, your guides are helping you and they're constantly thinking, how can I deliver this in a way that is guiding you, supporting you and creating that insight within so that you align with a new consciousness and a new energy. And of course, that's always easier when you are participating in the relationship and communicating together. So it's not just a one way type of street you're able to get more clarity and get more direction by exchanging asking questions and ensuring that you have a deeper level of understanding of the process and the journey and what it is that you are learning in this time so you can be very empowered in that journey so i hope that this has been helpful thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to speaking with you next week many blessings